thank you, New Zealand, because from all over your country, this great country, you have reached for hope and you have voted for change. Earlier this evening, I called Christopher Luxon to congratulate him on Nationals' results. As it stands, Labor is not in a position to form another government. There's been a strong uh, vote, in fact a record vote for ACT to bring real change. Our grateful thanks to all those people who came out around New Zealand today and internationally and voted for a party called New Zealand First and brought us back. We're just absolutely stoked to be welcoming our new caucus of MPs back to the 54th Parliament, particularly with our staunch, heroic warrior new MPs. We've been the only party that's been aspirational in what an Aotearoa hope could look like. We took an opportunity to reflect on the election campaign. The caucus will take some time to digest the election result. We'll take some time to, uh, you know, reflect on the future. Kia ora, welcome to Focus on Politics. I'm Jane Patterson. The battle for the hearts, minds and votes of New Zealanders is over, nearly, with the preliminary results on Saturday putting National in a position to form the next government and Labour consigned to the opposition benches. RNZ's Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch was at National Party HQ in Auckland and spoke to supporters as the night unfolded. A balloon army, people are calling it. A balloon it. army, that's all they say, balloon army. Good on this. That's it's, all, it. it's almost like a reverse 2020. Well, 2020 was unusual because it was the COVID thing. And now we've got rid of the COVID thing, we're down to basics and we're working things out and just people are fed up with this Labour government, that's all it is. What do you think of the fact that New Zealand first is back but maybe won't even be needed? I, I hope they're not needed. Is that what your advice would be? Is, is don't like, you know? Because there's always the possibility, right, that you bring them in anyway. If, if necessary, you bring them in. Yeah, if necessary. Hopefully, Act and National can do it by themselves. Uh, very positive and very pleased. Are you surprised? I mean, the polls weren't suggesting that it would be. This no, hard. I'm not surprised. Why is that? Because it's time for a change. What does it say about what, what the public are feeling? Time for a change. And we've got some good people, National, to bring in and run the country properly. What do you think about New Zealand first in the mix to it? I mean, at the moment, it doesn't look like they'll be needed for government. Do you think it would be a good idea to bring them on or not? No. (laughs) Leaving them out in the cold. No Winston Peters. No Winston Peters. Why is that? No Winston Peters. (laughs) I mean, that's surprising too, isn't it? Like, it didn't look like that that was going to be the outcome. Absolutely. But... That's the the biggest thing. I think it's great. Oh, amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, we half expected it just by listening to people, but when you see it up there, it just makes it all worthwhile. A stark contrast to the mood at Labour's gathering in Lower Hutt. A little bit depressed. Very depressed. Very disappointed. Gutted. Very upset because I just think all those good things that Labour's done, gone. The way forward from here for National and ACT is not clear. Based on the initial results, they could go ahead with their preferred option, a two-party coalition. But with a razor-thin majority, the option of including New Zealand First and leader Winston Peters is very much in play. With Labour conceding on election night, Nationals leader Chris Luxon spoke to the media the following morning. He talked about the approach he'd take as Prime Minister and to the post-election plan, including communications with potential coalition partner ACT. 
Yeah, look, I mean, in very broad brush terms, you know, David and I, um, you know, over probably the last you know, couple of months have spoken every couple of days. Uh, and, you know, as I've said before, you know, we've been neighbours for four years, so we actually do know each other fairly well. Um, our parties have worked together very well. And we're very, you know, in terms of broad brush, you know, we've talked about wanting to, you know, get the economy rebuilt. We've talked about wanting to restore law and order. Those same goals and uh, we're very aligned around. Can you talk about specific policies that you just say, right, let's take these off the table, feed down and be we, we have not started that process, but you know what we've made sure is that we have good alignment and I think and good chemistry. And I think you know when I've done a lot of mergers and acquisitions and I've done a lot of negotiations, you know getting the chemistry and getting the relationship right is the platform and the foundation for actually then being able to work your way through the transactional issues. And so you know that's what uh, our conversations have been about. What is your plan in terms of um, the, the not just the contact with New Zealand first? the way you proceed from now and is there a potential that you could bring them in um, because the, the numbers might be so tight even if you don't necessarily need them at this stage of the game? Look again we're going to work that out uh, this afternoon you know that's uh, you know what we bring our strategy team together to, 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 to map it out for ourselves as to how we want to approach it. Again I've been clear last night saying look I'm not going to do those negotiations through the media or with the media I want to respect the parties involved uh, and as I said we'll build good relationships and from there we'll work our way through the transactional issues. RNZ political reporter Annika Smith spoke to ACT's David Seymour that afternoon and asked him what discussions were being had with National about what they could both do before special votes are returned. What a tentative arrangement would look like to uh, start bringing about the changes that are required to get New Zealand um, back into the kind of shape that people hope for. There's a large number of problems that need urgent attention, uh, everything from the economy to law and order to social cohesion, and I think that uh, you know, we're in a position to, to really start addressing that, but we need to be stable in the way we do so because you need political stability to have intelligent policy change. What about things like um, tax, you know, red tape, government spending? Will, will those sort of be part of the discussions over the next few days? Common ground yeah. there? I think, I think at a very basic level, um, you know, we believe, and I think National believes to some extent, that the size of government expenditure has been too large for the results it's delivered. And as government has done less with more, uh, households and businesses have been constantly stretched to do more with less. There needs to be a rebalancing there between consumption by the public sector and consumption by households and businesses because the latter are really hurting. You adjusted your uh, tax plan after um, the latest round of figures that we had and, and I note, I think at the time, did you say that National's tax plan wouldn't work or we couldn't afford it? What's your position on that now? Are you hoping to sort of nut some of the details of that out? Well, I haven't said that their plan wouldn't work. We did bring back ours significantly to reduce the, the tax cuts that we felt were affordable given the reality that the public, the government's books uh, are not only in bad shape, but they appear to be in worse shape every time there's a fresh forecast. Uh, and therefore, I suspect that there'll be a bigger voice in the room when it comes to um, tax and spending policy, and, and that is the fiscal reality and the economic reality that the government faces. I mean, you've got to remember that you know, the recent forecast for economic growth placed New Zealand as one of the slowest growing economies in the world, um, that's an immediate problem, but it's also a long-term trend with productivity that needs to be addressed. Another leader to address the media the day after, New Zealand First's Winston Peters. This is a business called democracy. 
My job is to consult with my colleagues. We haven't had a chance to talk to each other, not even me and uh, myself and Shane. So we're going to talk to uh, my colleagues first, and then when we decided what we're going to do and what we're doing it with, we'll all let you know. But make no bones about it. They didn't last night see the New Zealand people, nor in this campaign, just what an economic and social crisis this country's in. I regret that, because in the sober hours of the day, tomorrow, they'll wake up and start seeing what they didn't know. And when they do, some of the promises you heard in this campaign won't be worth confetti. Also back and in larger numbers than 2020 is to party Māori, holding four seats on election night. A quirk of the MNP system is if a party wins more electorates than the number of seats it would be awarded through its party vote, that creates an overhang, extra seats in a 120-seat parliament. At the moment, there's a one-seat overhang. A larger parliament means a larger National Act majority could be needed. On the flip side, if that overhang disappears after specials, the path becomes easier. However, that was not the focus of Te Party Māori co-leader Debbie Ngārewa Packer, speaking to Ingrid Hipkiss the morning after. In the last three years, we've been really clear on who we are, what we stand for, and have found, um, I guess, the voice and, and seen the faces of the 70% of our population who are under 40 and provide some you know, transformational um, policies and ideas we've We've been the only party that's been aspirational in, in what an Aotearoa code uh, could look like. And I think you know, the, all politics sort of lacked that. There was nothing particularly visionary. There was nothing proposing any real transformational change, whether it was big constitutional or um, futuristic for us as a nation. So I, I think you know, we, um, we knew what we were there to do. Uh, we're mm. very set on our sites. We always said we wanted to grow the movement and... I guess the other part of it is because we're so we're such the the, the um, humble broke party, we were able to utilise um, other forms that I don't think other other parties get. So well, I, you're I think we were about, able to mobilise differently. Yeah, you're talking about change, but it's also generational change, isn't it? I mean, this is just incredible yep. uh, with Hannah uh, Rafferty, Maipi Clark. Uh, it's not just a change of political allegiances. That's a change. It's a generational change, isn't it? Yeah, I think that there's been um, you know, too much complacency on the reliance of traditional uh, relationships to um, parties and, and perhaps not the nutrient that needed to be um, respected for kaupapa that we have as, um, you know, as, as tangata whenua. Now, we are also a, a very diverse people and I, I think Labour had the chance with the largest Māori caucus to grow and retain and, and what we saw in the last few years was a real apathetic and lethargic approach to issues that are, are hurting our communities, but more importantly, they, they weren't grabbing, you know, innovative solutions. So I think we've been able to um, navigate through that. And saying that, we're all though we have to land um, particularly strong and united in taking on a government that doesn't value tangata whenua, tangata whenua solutions. So we know we've got our work cut out for us in the next three years. One of its new MPs, at 21, one of the youngest elected in about 150 years, Hanarafati Maipi Clark spoke to Lisa Owen as the election result showed her the clear winner over long-time Labour incumbent Nanaia Mahuta in the seat of Hauraki Waikato. How does it feel? Try and find the words for us. Um, overwhelming, overstimulating, grateful, um, yeah, uh, very lost for words at this point. Have you had a conversation with Nanaya Mahuta? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell uh, us about that. She did ring us. 
she did ring, and that was a very heartbreaking call for me. Um, was quite tough to take because she's been such an inspiration for us as Waikato Hauraki. Um And I'm, I I'm, think I'm really saddened at the fact that there could have been two of us in there, um, but her option to come off that party list. Um, so I think for me, it's... Um, it was never about the seat for me. I actually openly said it's about creating a table for all of us. So I'm just very, very grateful to our farmers. Um, I think we'll actually probably see the largest rangatahi or young people vote ever. Despite finding itself back in opposition, the Green Party was jubilant about its 2023 result. We are showing what can happen. When you just stick to your values, just stick to who you are, that's what we did. And any other party can have a look at that and can see the success that we have been building up with the ground and with communities. So we have made big progress uh, on all the areas where we've got priorities, whether that is on inequality, on climate change uh, or on protecting nature. Are you optimistic that the new government will keep those sorts of strategies and projects? Well, I hope so, uh, and of course uh, we will be a larger opposition party uh, and we will hold them to account to make sure that they do continue to make progress on those things that New Zealanders want us to make progress on. For now, the political world remains in hiatus. The National Party has a packed full first 100-day plan but can't progress any of its manifesto until it has a government deal stitched up and a final policy platform agreed with ACT and potentially New Zealand First. National and ACT will be doing the work they're able to ahead of the special votes due out on November the 3rd, so as not to waste any time once the final result is known. But again, there's only so much they can do before knowing the exact shape of the next parliament. Just some of the questions faced by National's Chris Luxon as he returned to parliament for the first post-election meeting with his caucus. I'm very conscious that in a coalition government I want to make sure that I'm building those relationships, making sure that we've got strong, stable government. I think a lot of my role will actually be making sure there's good glue, uh, actually making sure we've got strong, stable relationships and partnerships between the respective parties, and also making sure that I've got an ability to be able to support ministers uh, in key portfolios as we, as we work through and get change. On the other side, Labour has the daunting task of managing the transition government while licking its own wounds. We've got plenty of time to take a deep breath and, and think about what happened and, and, and how we want to progress. A little bit, a little bit sad, a bit reflective about how it's been. Um, I think you know that we have got a lot of time to th- think and talk about um, leadership into the future. You know, I, I was here in 2014, um, and so I know. Uh, what happens when people jump too quick um, and then we end up going through a series of, of leaders. I think that would be the, the wrong move to do. I think most, uh, most of the caucus are backing in. But That's not a resounding... No, well, I, I, think one, I think one or, two, I think one or pe- two people have aspirations, uh, Mikey. I think you probably have already interviewed one or two of those people, so, you know, it's, it's no surprise. You tell me. Uh, we have a leader currently... Uh, we haven't got a new caucus yet. Uh, we're not discussing leadership at the moment. I'm going to take each at this in stages um, over the next little while. So my commitment is to be here to get us into ship shape for opposition and then I'll keep assessing things from there. Surrounded by his MPs, Labour leader Chris Hipkins spoke to reporters after a lengthy caucus meeting on Tuesday afternoon.
Uh, look, we took an opportunity to reflect on the election campaign. This, as I indicated on Saturday, um, you know, the caucus will take some time to digest the election result. We'll take some time to uh, you know, reflect on the future and um, identify how we can be the best and most formidable opposition that we can be. I think everybody is absolutely resolved to do that. There will be recriminations among Labour MPs, anger at the result and questions about the leadership. But for now, the caucus will try to put on a brave face. The departures have already started with former leader and cabinet minister Andrew Little announcing he'd quit politics and there may be more to come. Parliamentary life also carries on with the defeated MPs farewelled by their remaining colleagues while new MPs step through the door readying themselves for the next chapter. That's Focus on Politics. I'm Jane Patterson. Thanks for joining us. Ma te wa.